We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I am joined by the elated Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going on the night of this very special event? It is, is it a really special event? It I mean, it's now. becoming a common occurrence. Oh, just true. Just, you know, beating the Miami Heat. That's just a normal, it's a casual thing for the Bucks. But the way in which they did it was absolutely electrifying. We are just recording this after the Milwaukee Bucks obviously beat the Miami Heat. What was it? 119, 118? No, 120, 119. Yes. On uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, March 2nd. Indeed, it is Wednesday. You might be listening Uh, to this on Thursday, but we are recording late Wednesday night. Yes. It was. It was a game in which it did not seem like the Bucks had life. They were down 14 points in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and they just showed their championship medal. The Miami Heat choked, a combination of the two, and the Bucks came out victorious on a Drew Holiday game winner. I think that there's a lot to talk about with this game. We don't usually focus on one game, but this one was just too hyped. The way it ended, Drew... I thought it was totally the wrong play. I was yelling, get the ball to Giannis, because Giannis was so good. We'll talk about Giannis against this Heat defense. I was concerned you were not. Your your call is looking good right now on that front. But Drew had a pretty nightmarish fourth quarter up until that point. Some really bad possessions when the Bucks needed him to not do that. But I just think I tweeted this after the game. Follow us at Ty Windish at Arcadi Jr., it was just a classic Bucks thing of like they're down, they look terrible at times, nothing is going right, the opponent is hitting a million threes. Oh God, don't let this guy shoot. He's been so cold. Don't let this guy. And those guys just come through. And I, I just think they have this steadfast faith in each other, even through all of the BS that this regular season has been. And you can tell like they're just not tight. And meanwhile, the Heat were shook out of their boots 
to end that game. They absolutely should have wrapped that up. Could not inbound a ball successfully. Could not make a shot late in the fourth quarter. Couldn't really do anything. Couldn't stop the Bucks either. Chris Middleton, a ballsy three. Giannis forcing a jump ball on Jimmy Butler and the Drew game winner. I think that my takeaway is, and I always stress not over overreacting to one regular season game, but I think this is just a resurfacing of something that we saw in the playoffs. Never trust the Bucks all night, but trust the Bucks when it matters. Because this team has shown. I like it. This I team like has it. shown, like, listen, put all that other stuff aside. Like, Giannis, this is literally Giannis said this, right? Like, I, I shot air balls in OKC or whatever. You know, I, I they counted my free throws, everything else. It just doesn't matter to these guys. They just don't care. They're unflappable. And that's how you win championships. It is. It's how you win championships. And it's like, it's the glow. It's the aura that this team has now. It's just that. It's not even, I was going to say it's a quiet confidence. It is not a quiet it's not confidence. not very quiet. Are, no, it's not quiet if you constantly brag about it. Uh, <laughs> shout out Damian Lillard. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know why I'm taking shots at Dame about his loyalty. But uh, it's just like a, it's a mindset. It's a mentality, right? That starts and ends with Giannis. There's yep. just like, an okay, let's go do this. Let's go yep. do this. Let's go win this game. And that's exactly what they did. I... Okay, let me ask you this. Did you think they were going to win this game? Um, I did for the most part. I think when they went down about 14, I thought they are probably going to lose. I wasn't like – there were people turning off the game. I was a little confused by the reaction to this game because it seemed like people on Twitter – and I know I talk about Twitter too much. I shouldn't care. But it's in our Discord too, Eurogroup Discord. Get in there by – sending us your rating or review on Apple, Spotify, or your Substack subscription on Twitter or via email, EuroStepPod at gmail.com. Uh, I was talking Bucks in there all game. Rohan, you and, and the winning six guys are in there sometimes, but uh, it's a great community of Bucks fans and access to our playback rooms in the Discord. But in there on Twitter, I assume wherever people watch the sports bars maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm no fun at those Bucks events because I just talk too much, but – so much like, oh, the defense again, oh, this again, that again. And I was like, they certainly weren't perfect. They certainly made mistakes. But, God, Miami was hitting tough, tough shots. And it just felt to me like it was not sustainable for a whole game, and it turned out it wasn't. But it's really not something that feels sustainable to me in a playoff series. Like, Miami's offense was two things. Tyler Harrow, by himself, who is just quite good. I mean, I know – a lot of Bucks fans dislike him for a lot of reasons. Good player. And DHOs, like shooting off of DHOs, shooting threes, like the Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinsons of the world. And like that's not enough offense. That's not enough ways to score. And so I thought, you know, they're probably going to lose just because so many threes went in. Like there's only so much you can do. 21 of them, Ty. Yeah. 21 threes. I think I saw a stat like five of their like 15 highest threes made games are against the Bucks or something. And the Bucks NBA record setting game is against the Heat. So that's fair at least. But um, but no, it just I was like, you know, they'll probably lose. You know, it's it, it happens. Games like this happen. And they still didn't lose. And I don't even think they played that well. I don't think anyone on the team played unseasonably well overall. Drew has a great line. I think that that one quarter was bad. Chris has a great line. Really did not do that much in the second half outside of the huge three. Giannis, I think a good line. Really good considering the opponent. But I think in a playoff series, he's going to have 40-point games against this team. 
and he was 28 and 17. Again, a good a good game. It was not transcendent Giannis all the way through. Literally below average. Yeah. For him. So what, what did you think? Do you think they were going to win? No. No? So, but was it, no. But to, to ask, though, was it more like I'm saying of like, okay, there's just too many threes made? Or were you like doom and gloom concerned about the Bucks? Like it, no, I was with you. I was yeah. with you. I think it was a too many threes type of thing where it's like, it's sort of hard to survive an avalanche like that. It's really, really difficult to survive an avalanche like that, which is what makes this win even that more impressive. Again, we should probably preface that Kyle Lowry did not play in this game for the Miami Heat. Yeah, and, and uh, Heat fans is, keep pointing out that Victor Oladipo also didn't play. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Lindell Wigginton didn't play for the Bucks. Yeah, Thanasis didn't play. Yeah, so those that, that pretty much cancels out uh, Oladipo. Mamu right was at the herd. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. Mamu was not available. That's even better. Mamu didn't play. Um, yeah, not that. Also, Brooke about. Lopez and George Hill didn't play for the Bucks. And Pat Connaughton. <laughs> and Pat Connaughton. Pat, I felt Pat's absence super heavy here because I thought you know you said it, it's hard to withstand that. I was so impressed. I think it was entering the third quarter. Was it like a three point game or so? And yeah. I remember thinking, like, my God, like, I think the Bucks might win just because the shooting's got to cool down here. And it didn't until the last half of the quarter. Like, they took that lead off the back of yet more threes. And it's like, okay, it's whatever. You do what you can do. But, man, Pat Connaughton, his presence would have helped because Wes came in clutch late. And I want to talk about Wes in general. But some of those earlier minutes, whether it was Wes or Bembry or Wara, just having a wing you can trust on both ends. Having a bench player you can trust on both ends. Do they have one right now? Is the closest Serge Ibaka? It's either Serge Ibaka yeah, or I, Javon Carter. That's their best two-way bench player in this game. Yeah, I, th- I think it has to be, unless you want to count the Nazis. Well, he didn't play. Who played in this game? Fine. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Serge and Javon Carter. You're right. Those are the only two reliable two-way guys. And even like those two guys had sort of their deficiencies as well. Like so I thought Serge did a good job. Yeah. Could have been overall. a little better in theory. But I thought I thought he had a good game. Yeah, I, that's I think Javon Carter games also had a solid game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're solid. But your point still stands. Like Pat Condison's absence is really, really missing here. Just that wing presence. The wing presence that's just able to defend at a high level, shoot at a high level, you, you miss that. You miss that so much. And they still managed to win this game. I, I am in disbelief that they know, won this game. I want to encapsulate how, how, how beat up the bench is. And I just want to say, throw out the head-to-head bench scoring for this game for these teams. It's stupid. Tyler Harrow is their best offensive player by far in this game. Not even close. He came off the bench. You know, switch that 30 with Jimmy Butler's six or P.J. Tucker's four, and it looks a lot more balanced. The Heat he, still he win. He played the second most minutes for the Heat. He's, he was their best player by far in this game, like offense and defense. Not because he was great defensively. No one on their team, I thought, was that transformational defensively. And he was the offense. Like, they bring him off the bench for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know why exactly. Um, but I, I think it's silly to compare apples to apples. And the Bucks are without their best three bench players. But do you know how many shots the Bucks bench as a whole took in the second half? Guess. In the second half? In the second half. Two. Three. All Wes Matthews threes. That was it. He made one. That was the entire offense. No assists. That was all the bench did in the second half. And they played. I mean, they played 
a total of nearly 30 minutes, all four guys who logged minutes in the second half. Three shot attempts, one make, five total points. West made two free throws because he somehow got tripped or fell on flat on his face and got two free throws out of it. But so West's five points on three attempted threes was the entire bench offense contribution. Like they got nothing right now. And it's super impressive that they hung in and came back and won this game. And they put up 120 time. Yeah. They put up 120. That's just, that's ridiculous. It speaks to the superstardom that this Milwaukee Bucks team has. Realistically, it does. Because we even said, like, Chris Middleton had a good game. Like, Giannis had a good game. Drew had a great game. None of them really had an outstanding game on a, like an individual level. Correct. But when you consider that all three of them did that at the same time, yeah, that's when you're like, okay, this team's ceiling is so high. 79 because, points, I think, combined? Yeah. yeah. It's just like if one of those guys has like an above, like a superstar level game, this game's a wrap easily. Yeah. Like all three of these players played it well at the exact same time, which we know dating back to last season is rare, is very rare for this team. Like, I think the only other time it happened is game five of the freaking finals. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Damn near. It's, it's a very rare occurrence for all three of these guys to go off at once. And it happened. It's just, it speaks to how much talent this team really has at the top end. Because like you mentioned, even though they're beat up, even though their bench is depleted, and even though once they get all their guys healthy, it's still like there's still some holes in the roster. There's still some holes. They're, it's, they're top heavy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I think their depth, if they can get healthy, and it's still an if, it's still, we did our concerns pod. That's still the number one concern is that they just can't. And that's that's in play. And, and there's a reason that's the number one concern because we saw even this flawed version can be this good if they're healthy. If Brooke Lopez plays in this game, do the Heats ever score within the arc? Like literally the only way they were was like cuts, like when a guy just loses someone or offensive rebounds. And that's – oh, God, Brooke would do so much there. I don't want to put too many expectations on him. But before, before I talk about – or we talk about before I bring up what I think was clearly the the biggest positive of this game. I think that should just two. I do want to talk about Wes just a little bit. The offense clearly a problem. One for six from deep. Most of them did not even look like they had a chance. Man, like the one ooh. he made though, I'm so glad he made it because it was a Giannis skip pass in transition that was absolutely beautiful. And if he missed that, I would have been really upset. But he made that. One. Also, he just needed one. He just needed to see one go in. It didn't help him though. But his defense late in the game was one of the three Immaculate. most important things. Like, I think of course that uh, backcourt violation on Tyler Hero late in the game. He gets, was, yeah, gets another deflection, which leads to that Chris Middleton big balls three. Yep, like just incredible, incredible, tenacious defense down the stretch, which really, really is his calling card now, and it has been for a while. Sure, the offense comes and goes. We've seen it come in the beginning, and now it's gone. Who knows whether it's going to be there in the postseason or not. But we do know that his defense is going to be there. And that's realistically what's important. We've talked about this at length before. This Milwaukee Bucks team is predicated on their defense. Yep. If you can play defense, you can play for Bud and this Bucks team. Because we know this de- this team will win based on their defense. It's not They're not going to try and go and outscore opponents just by scoring 150 a night and hope they don't their opponent misses some shots. No. They're going to win dog fights. Yeah. Wes Matthews brings the dog. Absolutely, he does. And I think 
So okay, let's talk, let's talk about then the big positives. I think number one, this will probably be quicker, is just the way Giannis attacked this defense. I think we did a halftime Twitter space. We're gonna do more of these as the season goes because they're a lot of fun. But I said on there, I, I think he's gonna attack more in the second half. I think he looks fairly comfortable. He was trying to be a distributor, and he did that. And he goes, what well, I think he was three for four with seven points in the first half. He had 21 second-half points, ends up with 28 points, 17 boards, five assists, uh, four fouls, four turnovers, two steals, a block. Oh, my God, a block. He deleted Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it was crazy how hard that block was. But I just think he looked a lot more comfortable. I think he's – Bam is soft. Bam Bam can't hold him anymore. Like, yeah, Bam it's has called let him take jumpers. Well – I think Giannis was getting to the rim too. Yeah. Like PJ, I think is a little better still on him, but I mean that, I mean, he had a, a solid game offensively. I think efficiency wise, he was three for four, or one for two from deep, but like seven points. And that's, this is the PJ we're used to. I mean, he's had a great shooting season, but is he a guy you can rely on to be a, an offensive starter? The Bucks did because their whole identity is defense. I don't know if the Heat have enough other offense to make up for that. And it kind of shows by the fact he only plays 26 minutes in this game, despite not really ever being in foul trouble. Maybe very early, but he only finished with three fouls. Yeah, it's just like, I this is what I was talking about with the concerns pod and why I'm not super, super overly concerned with this Heat team. Sure, they have some quality defenders. Giannis is really, really good at basketball. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, and that's the that's the I'm trying to think of an expression. I can't right now. It's uh it's what heals all evil, something like that. Is there an expression like that? Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Heals all but whatever it is, he's the he's the answer to whatever problem he's exists. God. Like yeah, he is basketball god. It's <laughs> true. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, that, I don't want to oversimplify it, but that's what it comes down to a lot of the times. Like, yeah. if the best guy is better than your the opponent's best guy, it's, you're usually going to win. It's a good start. It's a really good start, at the very least. Yeah. And Giannis is leaps and bounds ahead of Jimmy Butler. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I, I want to I wanna get it. That's obviously the last, the other big positive from this game. One last Giannis thing. I see I see Bucks fans more than anyone saying this, which is weird to me. This idea that PJ is in Giannis's head. We're past that. No one's in Giannis's head ever. No one will be in Giannis's head again ever. We talked about the mentality. The only the only people in Giannis's head are his are his family. Yeah. Liam and uh, and Mariah and, and everyone else, Thanasis. But it, he's nine for eleven from free throw in this game, and he missed two early. I, oh, he's turning his head. There, he didn't miss anymore. Like he took over. He the literally whole game. missed his. Yeah, he missed two attempts, and he was like, "Okay, okay, we'll I'll just, just make the rest do that of again." Clutch free throws, yeah. game on the line, taking shots with the game on the line. None of it. None of it affects him at this all. Did- this dude did it to close out the finals. You think the Miami Heat in the regular season are scaring? No, no one is. You think I, the Miami Heat are scaring? Like we we are just so far past that, in my opinion. And it's it goes back to what you said of like, I feel great riding with Giannis against anybody. I don't think I'm not talking about overall all time skill here, but I don't think there's ever been a franchise player who it feels this good to root for. Maybe everyone who had can cheer for a great feels that way. But the person he is, the loyalty to his teammates. You saw him at All-Star in the All-Access. He dipped into the three-point contest get with the guys and said Bobby Porter should be here. Like, he's just the greatest on off the court, mentality-wise, what he's overcame. And it's just, it's amazing. Rooting for this guy is amazing. And I'm glad that we're going out of our way to remind ourselves that as much as possible because nobody should take this for granted. No, absolutely not. Never take it for granted. Enjoy all of the time that we have with this guy. And it seems like that's going to be a long time. Yeah. And he's not going to be distracted by his Brewers ownership because baseball is not happening. So we get all of it. How has no one asked him about that? I don't know. Someone should ask him about that. Is Giannis turning the screws on the players union? Like we we need more concessions. (laughs) I hope not. I'm trying to save some money here. I, I hope not. I, I hope I hope he's uh, on labor's side. Who knows? Okay, but the other thing. So I remember after game one of the sweep, the sweep, it's fun to say, The we talked about on the postgame pod, what is more sustainable, like the Bucks having trouble scoring, the Heat's hot shooting, or the Bucks just not letting Jimmy or Bam do anything? And even though it was such a close game, it took that intense Chris game winner. I remember, I think we agreed. I think Jordan, maybe Adam too was on that one. Like Jimmy and Bam not scoring is kind of probably going to be the norm because of the way the Bucks defend the paint and those guys' inability to comfortably hit jumpers. Jimmy two for 14, Bam eight for 17. Bam had 18 points. I mean, I probably shouldn't even lump him in here. Jimmy six points on 14 shot attempts. Did not score in the last 36 minutes of the game. That's a problem, man. Like, it's really hard to win like that. Imagine if Eric Bledsoe was supposed to be your franchise player. That's what they're working with right now. 
it's really funny you said that's that what it because reminds I, me of i know i literally just saw a tweet as you say that of uh, it was a tweet by at jintama stan oh yeah stan jimmy butler when he can't get straight line drives to the rim but it's a picture of eric Plutzo. <laughs> <laughs> great minds but it is i you know what i was thinking during this game not comparing him directly to Bledsoe, but more like you know just having offense have to be so one-dimensional and so limited it does remind me of the difficulties the Bucks had when they had Bledsoe. It just felt like they didn't have that many options. Giannis's post game was worse than it is now. Like they they only had so much they could do, and they just got gummed up so easily. That's going to be a problem for the Heat, man. Like teams are going to watch this, not just this all season, and go, okay, we try to bottle up Duncan and Struess and Gabe Vincent as best we can and Hero, who by the way are going to play less minutes when Kyle Lowry plays. Yeah, and Kyle Lowry shooting 30% from three, scoring 12 points per game this season. A good player still, but not not helping your spacing, at least not a based star. on what we've seen. Um, I, I think his impact, like, assuming Brooke comes back healthy, I do think the impact of those two guys is comparable on their teams, even if Lowry is, is probably better. Um, but, like, it's just going to be really hard to win if teams can go, okay, we'll just never let Jimmy and Bam get to the paint. And we'll say good luck to everybody else trying to outscore our team, even against a good Heat defense. Like, I think that's tough. And they still, I think, have a lot of one-way players. Harrow gets picked on. Robinson gets picked on. Struess. Vincent's pretty good. Vincent um, got picked on on the game winner. But he did it's get picked like, on in the game winner. Yeah. <laughs> he just got put in the weight room by <laughs> Drew Holiday. Like, that's, like, this team is too strong for most of those guys. But before we get off of Jimmy Butler, uh, Nikai's Duncan uh, tweeted something really fun. About Jimmy. Ooh. He said Jimmy Butler had six points and was a minus 21 in a game that he lost by a singular point. That is incredibly hard to do. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you miss 12 shots, I love that his one three that went in ended up being a shot clock violation. Uh, it was like an inbounds with no time on the clock. I thought that was great. You know what's wild? He was, to me? He was trying to do post fades with two seconds left on the shot clock and just took a shot clock violation before he even made a spin. I remember there was one early in a, I think, I don't remember what quarter, but he, he spun off somebody successfully and he had like an eight foot jumper, maybe, maybe eight, maybe 10, maybe 12. It was, like, not even close. It, like, glanced off the side of the iron, and I was like, oh, man. Like, I knew about the threes. I knew he stopped taking them. I didn't know, like, the jumper was just – and maybe it's – I don't think it's always like this, but that's a It is example. pretty consistently like this. I mean, yeah, his, his splits are not good. And in the game where the Bucks just didn't let him draw free throws, he only took two free throws, there was he couldn't score. And that's – you just can't win like that. I mean, that's – you're not just going to not play him. He's your franchise guy, at least at least right now. Um, so that that's a big problem for them. But you know what? Another wild stat. Duncan Robinson was like killing the Bucks. Five for seven from deep, was getting open, like screening, rescreening, DHOs. He only plays 21 minutes and they lost his minutes by seven. He was getting picked on every that, single that possession shows you down the, the floor. The, what's the one-way player thing? It's like it's really hard. And they have to make all these choices. It's like PJ and um I guess Dwayne Dedman. I, I don't know. He might be zero away. But like PJ and Jimmy are like the one-way defensive guys. And then everyone else is like one-way offensive. And it's just hard to put those pieces together and be win four playoff series or win four games against a, a, a good team. And that's all you're going up against this year. Yeah, it's 
it's going to be tough. Like, I guess Miami might have a bit of a cushion considering that they're at the number one seed and likely. Oh, yeah. Gonna stay. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to finish well. They're going to. I think, and I'm okay with that. Honestly, they can get the Nets round one. That'd be so funny. That'd be so fun. I mean, Heat Raptors. If that happens, it's just going to be the Spider-Man meme. Like, it's just pointed back and forth. I mean, a Heat Nets would be an insane first round series. I think if you're the Bucks to an extent, you probably sigh no matter who is eliminated out of that that you don't have to see. But I mean, if it holds that the Nets are eight or in the bottom half of the play in and the Raptors are seven, so you're not not going to have Kyrie in Toronto. And again, if the if the Nets finish nine or ten, they'll they'll be eight at best automatically. And Heat Nets is very much on the table. Imagine you get the one seed and your reward is Katie and Kyrie in the first round. That's insane. It might happen. It, I think it's I, – I haven't looked at like the 538 or whatever. It feels probable at this point. 538 also has the Celtics winning it all. So I know. It, it's, I don't know what, if they're factoring in later stuff or what because they've been really hot. But, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, in on like, that. I don't want to poo-poo the Celtics. They've been playing well. They've been team. playing bad It's a good teams. team. Yeah. They, yeah, they're all right. But, um, yeah, it's hard not to feel good about this Bucks team after this win, right? Yeah. I mean, I Just think, overall – yeah, I mean, they need to do some things better. They need to get healthy. That's still number one. They need to get better every day. They need to build good <laughs> habits. Yeah, no. Yeah, just... no. But I, I just think the best part about this is you see that at the end of the day, that championship thing is still in there. Like this felt like the, one of those dirty finals games where they absolutely shouldn't win, but they're just better and they win. And it's like, okay. 21 to 6 run to end it. Giannis plays all 12 of the fourth quarter. I think at 14 fourth quarter points. Like, you, you, this is how you win championships is you win a couple ugly games like this and then you just roll in the games when the variance is on your side. And and that's that's what it takes. It takes being able to win games like this. You know, would it have been great if they were able to contain the shooters and they won comfortably? Yeah, but we wouldn't have had to do an emergency pod and this has been fun. So probably not even worth it. Yeah. One guy I did want to touch on a bit. Yeah. Grayson Allen. Yeah. I thought solid. Solid. Like he played at 20, 24 minutes, a shade under 24 minutes, 23 minutes, 56 seconds. Thought he played well. Like he was getting, it was like a, him and Duncan Robinson were just like trading possessions back and forth where they didn't want to get picked on. Yep. It sort of felt like if anyone on the Bucks is akin to that sort of situation, it's Grayson Allen. Yep. But like we talked about on the last part, the Bucks have other guys that they can slot in, right? They have Wes Matthews. They have Pat Connaughton when healthy. They have George Hill when healthy, who did not have neck surgery, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oops, oops. Bailey had a big-time oops before the game. Also, but I think it's a massive indictment on the Bucks that everyone yeah, believed that he had Everybody neck ran with it. Every, I, I, like, I, I, good I, job, Bucks. Like, a typo lets you people believe. That's how much faith people have in me. Can I take a, a reporter, W.? I was the only I think one you who can. confirmed. I was the only one who confirmed that that's not actually the injury report. Like I went and pulled up the NBA media. They don't email them to me. I had to go pull it myself. It took 45 full seconds to see that, no, the latest injury report and all the ones today just say next soreness. And there's no way that Bally Sports, I'm sorry, is breaking a Bucks injury story that the Bucks did not want broken. They are like – I don't know if technically owned and operated, but certainly like state-run media by the Bucks. Like that is not how no, that they works. No, they are not. They are not owned and operated by the Bucks. 
But I Marcus, I think, is a Bucks employee. No, they are, yeah, they are Bucks employees. So but yeah, Bally Sports is not owned by Yeah, the yeah, Bally Sports itself, but the like the crew. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Regardless, they're, they're not like contractors, I think. They're not what the point is, not to go too deep on the media side. This is not like an independent journalistic outlet who's like trying to break stories on the Bucks. Like Bally Sports reports like the news about the Bucks largely for, and not not it's not shade, it's just how it is. Like the TV crews don't do that. So yeah, it's a typo. George Hill still next to us, was on the bench. Like I don't think he went and got neck surgery and then flew back to watch the game courtside. Yeah, but like I was saying, like George yeah, Hill is a guy sorry. who could slot in there for Grayson Allen. And even though like Grayson Allen had a solid offensive output, if he's feeling it, if he's feeling hot, let him let him score. And if he's getting picked on, you don't have to play. Exactly. I think that's fine. I like the, he was more that dunk was insane. Yeah, the dunk was awesome. The fast break. He got fouled. He absolutely, he totally got fouled. I didn't think he was going to make it. I thought he was going to get caught, and he kind of pulled to the side and just slammed it. That was sick. Um, I, I think the my best, the best thing about Grayson from this game was the aggressiveness. Like I, it reminded me a bit of the Charlotte game too. I think where you just saw him like looking for looking to shoot more, and I think he has to play like that. Like. He's not a Duncan Robinson off like like three point shooter, but he does. I think he's maybe equal as an offensive player because he can do more with the ball. And I'm just glad to see him just being more more like the Bucks move better in general off ball in this game. And he in particular was like running to the ball, running to get to the corner, taking shots, faking, trying to go to the rim. Like I like to see that stuff. I thought it was a positive Grayson Allen game. It was a very positive Grayson Allen game. It's not even just like the shoot. It's like the the drives as well. Yeah. Like he's looking to attack and score and try and make some layups. And he, he had an insane finish. Like down low, like a circus layup. It was like, oh my goodness. He does that. This he is, can bust that out. We just got to do it more. Yeah. I think we're just, we're so used to Dante. <laughs> so just, like any any guard who can just go out there and make some layups, it's like, oh hell yeah! Is Grayson with Dante's mentality basically just Tyler Harrow? I think Grayson with uh, Dante's mentality is Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan, Delaware? No, just Michael Jordan. <laughs> the Delaware is the Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah. Is Grayson Allen from Utah? That fits. I don't know, but it does fit. I know he played there, so maybe I'm getting confused. I think yeah, I think you are getting confused. I don't think he's from. I am. Utah. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. That, that also feels yeah. That also <laughs> fits for sure. From Jacksonville to Duke. Wild. Yeah. And to Milwaukee, which yeah, is where he is home. A couple other places in there, but yeah, it's uh, overall positive game. I agree. I don't know how many games he's actually going to close, but I think that's fine. Yeah, because it's like. The reason I wanted to bring up Grayson Allen, even though he played a significant amount of minutes, is when uh, when all the guys are going and congratulating Drew for hitting that uh, hitting that game winner. One of the guys is Grayson Allen. And he had his warm ups on. I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about him," because <laughs> <laughs> he just hadn't been on the court for so long. Because like DeAndre Benbury was getting defensive possessions over him. Oh yeah, and like I don't know how much you want to talk about him and Javon Carter, but like I just thought they look fine still. Yeah, they're fine. I was a little disappointed by Bembry on the boards. I would like to see a little more from him there, given his size. There were some possessions. He's, he, only, he's like 6'5". But he's a stretch four for them. I yeah, need but more like, is, is, there. 
Sure. Not everyone can be Pat. I know. No one can be Pat. No one can be a real estate magnet and uh, and uh, make some of the biggest improvement in any players we've seen in recent memory. And rock mint green pants on the sideline while mic'd up. He He's a sideline legend. He is good as a sideline guy. Um, I think, I think Adam called it well. I think Adam called it well. I hope Marcus does this forever, but Pat's going to be there after. <laughs> Didn't Matt Velasquez tell us that too? Yeah, he did. And he also said he was going to be mayor, I think, which is slightly more troubling. But I, I think Pat's going to be a broadcast guy for sure. One more guy to highlight quickly. Bobby Portis. I thought he had a good offensive game. The threes weren't falling. But that part sucked. But I thought defensively against Bam kind of hung in there. A fair a fair <laughs> amount of the time. Yeah. The a strip, couple, he got burned the a couple was of nice. He did get burned. So the thing, it's like it's always space that does him in. Like, I think when Bam is going right at him, he does pretty well. I think if there's any sort of an action or if Bam can kind of get around him, he's done. But some semi-encouraging signs just for what we expect from Bobby. But the defensive rebounding could certainly use some work. But overall, I thought, you know, not a guy you would have penciled in to play 32 minutes against the Heat in a close game. But he did so. The Bucks won those minutes. He, he looked good. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was fine. I thought yeah. he was fine. I was a little concerned about him on the defensive end. Yeah. Like a couple of times I was like, oh, maybe Serge should be in here a little bit because I thought Serge was doing a little bit job, a little bit of a better job uh, holding up against Miami's interior. But um, Serge is definitely not giving you what Bobby's giving you offensively. So no, some huge in a game where, in that yeah. game. Yeah. One over PJ. PJ was really upset about it. I don't know if you saw that replay. Oh, yeah. But when, uh, when Bobby got that tip off the Chris uh, – Chris layup attempt where he got fouled again yep. by Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could just see PJ just like his face just sort of like collapsed. He's like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me?" Like it's one of those moments where it's like PJ. I feel like he thinks he's seven feet tall. Yes, absolutely. And he plays absolutely like he's seven feet tall. Love PJ. He's not seven feet tall. <laughs> it's no. sort of like one of those come to earth moments. Like, man, this guy's just bigger than me. <laughs> like he's just tall. I think I love Bucks PJ. I think I hate Miami Heat PJ. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's actually I think PJ, it's a, it's I think that's good for PJ. I, I think he would take that as a compliment. I can't stand when the Bucks play against him. I I want them to draw the Heat and destroy the Heat and see him frustrated about it so bad. And I just think that's like we've talked about this with other other players, but he's just one of those guys where it's just like love to have him on your team. Absolutely cannot stand him if he's on a different team. I think I think it's because we can't stand him because he's good at what he does. Yeah, he is not good yeah. enough. So I think we're, kind of, we're not hating on. I'm trying to I'm trying to illustrate that we're not hating on PJ. We're appreciating. Yeah, we're appreciating how much of a nuisance he is to play against. Yeah, which, which is, is appreciate this whole thing. Yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah. I know. I'm explaining. I know. This is for the lips. Whatever. I know. I get it. <laughs> I, I despised um, him though tonight. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy!" Oh. I still have a soft spot for PJ, man. I, I can't say I despise him. Despised during oh, the despised. forty-eight minutes, I despised him. Turned it off after even, that. Even during, even no, during, I, no, I, it's, I, it's crossed the thing for me. Really? Yeah. He turns around yeah. and immediately is drawn after the bench or drawn to the bench after his one made three. I mean, yeah, that's what he does. I know, but I despise it. It's, it's against the team I root for. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. 
<laughs> it's okay. There I'm are still, people I'm still thinking... against the Bucks. I've probably been accused of being one of those people when we got on our, some of our bigger soapboxes. But in actuality, I do enjoy it when the Bucks do well. People forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild. Like we're doing an emergency pot after a regular season win. Like, <laughs> come on, everyone. It's because we're so hyped up after a win. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't think we don't like the Bucks, I already lost my train of thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to highlight here? Um, no, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, this is longer than we thought would happen for an emergency. But, pot, but still uh, pretty good for us. It's still very good for us, but we'll wrap this up. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network, as well as the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple, on Spotify. Make sure you leave a review. We invented Spotify reviews and every other type of podcast platform that's not Apple reviews. Just send an email to Eurosteppod at gmail.com, and we'll make sure to read that out. Uh, make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform. Make sure I subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Subscribe to the YouTube Eurostep Podcast Network. Also, we're doing a playback room for Sunday's game against the Phoenix Suns. If you want to get in on that, send a screenshot of your five-star rating or Substack subscription, try saying that five times fast, <laughs> to uh, me or Ty, or email it to yourstuffpod at gmail.com. We'll give you access to our Discord, which is where we put the playback links. Uh, I think I've done all the plugs. Big That's stuff coming soon. Yeah. Uh, pod random, everyone. We will talk to you next time.